And the days go by when the seasons change every year. Oh, I'm waiting to go home, home, home again. Sorry, I'm late. I just don't give a fuck. Check two, check three, and we're rolling. Yo, uh, podcast number two of Late to Work. I'm your homie, only Chris Allen. It's the one and only Mitch Gannon, a.k.a. King Lear. So, uh, we're just, we already had, like, a long-ass discussion before we even, uh, even started this fucking recording. No, we're gonna make it sound professional. We did podcast prep. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely Show prep. prep. And shit that's probably not gonna... I hopefully we discuss some of it because some of it's interesting. We were just talking about, um, oh, we were talking about, okay, so Mitch, listen, <laughs> I had to tell a story about fucking uh, Dorchester. So you're familiar with like Boston. Like Dorchester is like, has parts that's hood, but they're like kind of gentrifying it. So this is what's weird about Dorchester is, and so I, I'm going to go out on a limb and assume most of our listeners are not from Boston. Uh, but Dorchester is a really unique case where you have South Boston is just on the border of Dorchester and it, once upon a time was pretty much all one neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, and then everybody knows about Southie and Whitey Bulger and, you know, the Irish mob that came through there. So it got super white and Southie and super black in Dorchester. Mm-hmm. Now over time, Southie, even though it was super white, was also super poor. It's completely been gentrified now in the past 10, 20 years. Like you yeah. go through Southie, you pay $2,000 oh, yeah. for one bedroom. Hell yeah. If you're lucky too. Right. And now that's starting to creep into Dorchester, and my neighborhood is a perfect example of this in Dorchester, where two streets over from me, I'm talking like gay couples moving in, pride flag on the front door, yeah. like we're renovating, we're putting in, you know, dual shower condos and the whole shit. and shit. <laughs> and in my street, two streets over, I've been robbed three times in a year. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this routinely crackheads just sitting on my staircase when I get home. So it goes back and forth. And so that's that's kind of the state it's in now. So okay, so uh Dorchester story. I'm 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 talking to this girl uh, who lives in Dorchester and um <clears throat> You don't I, want to shut her out? Is the nah, story going to nah, end badly? Nah, I, 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 don't, I just don't like to talk about chicks that, you know, I I, I was dating and shit. But, uh... Modest I, mouse. And we should get back to that, because that's another story after... I'm sure we'll go on for a minute for that. But, okay, so I'm, I'm leaving out this chick's place, and it's like... It's a Saturday. It's like probably like 10 o'clock in the morning, and it had snowed overnight and i it was like the one the first snows of the season because we kind of got snow late this uh i think it was not last year but the year before and so i'm like oh shit i gotta go into the uh this little convenience store and grab like a brush i had no brush in my car to wipe the snow off and i see this dude like near his car and he's just chilling out there and he we make eye contact but i don't really think of anything hmm. and then so i go in the store i come back out and i'm like in like uh, a jacket uh raiders hat and like in a hoodie and shit and i feel like the raiders had a significant to this story but carry on yeah it is indeed so uh i walk i start walking to my car and this dude starts walking towards me and you know how like i i don't know i like i i felt something about like okay this is about to be altercation 
and like I had snow on my car, so I can't just like snuff this dude and, and hop in the whip. And yeah, you're gonna need out. like a whole minute yeah. and a half to dust off the window to get away, I'm, Kyle. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have to hopefully, hopefully it's not a rumble because I'm gonna have to just like I'm just have to clean him and then just and then brush my car off and hopefully he remains unconscious and then but so he runs off to him, he's like, yo, where you from? And which is like always like the first altercation. I feel like. Like at least sixty percent of most shooting starts with off of where you from, because that like regardless <laughs> of race, yeah, it's really, a, like I, that is one of those things. Like, wait, like, why does that bother you that I might be from somewhere else? Exactly, but so, it does to everyone. And so I'm like, I'm like, uh, I'm from Cleveland, and he was like, oh word. I'm like, yeah. He's like, and he paused. He's like, someone as same had shot me. Oh shit! Yeah, and I'm like, damn. And we just like, I don't yo, know. that's some cold shit to be confronted with, dog. I don't know how to respond to this at the moment, so I'm just like standing there in the middle of Dorchester with like a snow brush, a car brush in my hand, like, yo, someone shot me in that hat, and I'm just like. Yeah, like, my yeah. Bad, I'm like, I, well, I didn't want to say my bad because yeah. it's like, then, then like, <laughs> yeah, you take I, I'm just like, oh, word. I'm like, yeah, well, fuck, man. Sorry to hear that. And then so I just like, yeah, but this is what I'm saying. Like, like you said, you can't walk over and just get exactly. in the car. So like, cause I'm brushing my. He's gonna come over with you while you brush. No, he's on me. He's like, um, he's like, I'm on my car door and like he's there too. And and then like I'm like I'm like word I'm like. I'm like, I'm like, where? I'm like, shit, dog. It's crazy, you know? And then he's like, yeah. And he's kind of still looking at me. And I'm like, well, I'm like, all right, man. And like, cause I couldn't, I'm like, I, I can't give him like this, like, version. And I know you don't walk up to someone with that statement unless you have something on you. Oh, yeah. Especially obviously. if he thought I shot him, then like, he's assuming that I'm, I'm holding too. Yeah. So I, I'm just like, all right. But yeah. So I'm just like, I'm not acting like like scared or frightened because then he like as soon as they all he I got you him. This is him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm just like, yo, all right. So uh he leaves and then like I finish I'm brushing the I'm brushing the rest of my car off. And this nigga come back. And now he's up he's up on my shit again. He's like, hey he's like, yo you wanna buy some weed? <laughs> I swear to God, that's just good. Like, Welcome to my neighborhood. He's, he's like, got that fire, dog. So like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, no, nah, man, I'm good, man. I'm straight. And it's like, I rushed out the, like a little, just enough to like see my shit get, get off oh, the yeah. block. And I got in my car and I did. I never talked to that. That's how you can tell you don't smoke weed. Because you can't ever just brush off a little <laughs> no, bit. Because no. you're going to fog that shit right exactly. out. Exactly. So I'm just like, I just, I had to. That was, it was like such a weird, because like, I just knew, like, and I was, and, and so there's like a point during that when I'm just like, all right, I, I may just have to hit him because like, I'm not sure what he thinks, who I, who I, I don't know what yeah, he's thinking. Yeah, that's not going well for you. Yeah. Oh, no, well, I'm going to have to, I'm, I'm, if Because if you hit, hit him, him and he's got it on you, like. Well, I just, I'm, I, if I hit him, like, I have, I'm, I have to completely yeah. commit. So I Although did, you're a much bigger dude than me, like, I look big, but, like, I'm not really one-hit quitting niggas. Oh, I'm, like, not, I'm, I'm not, not that guy. I'm not, I'm not even, I'm not even, like, one-hit, I'm hitting him and then I'm, I'm, like, grabbing his arms 
and then I'm making sure like whatever I'm not letting him get to his waist or his jacket or whatever. Yeah, so, but like, I'm saying I'm that's a dangerous. Risk it's a dangerous. Run. But the way I looked at it is like I'm in a dangerous position right now because I don't know what his decision making is. Yeah. And so I, I'm like, if and I and so like it's at that point. So why where didn't I'm just, you? I'm curious. I just I don't know. I just I'm just like I just felt like. The way I, I was just like, yo, like, yeah, man, like, that ain't me. And I just felt like he, at that point, moment when I, when we said that, I, I just felt like he knew. He was like, oh, maybe this not this dude because he's just chilling out there. And then I, like, I'm still, like, just brushing on my car. I didn't run or anything. I'm just like, nah, man. And, like, I'm just like, uh, sorry How to hear that. How this happened? This is, like, two years ago. Oh, so this is, like, recently. Yeah. This is at max two years ago. Like, it might have been a where, year ago. Like, what was Cle- like, where you grew up in Cleveland? Was it, like, huh? Like, cause no, I don't know no, shit no, no. Like, where I'm Cleveland. at, like, I, where I live in Cleveland, it's, I live, like, the suburbs of Cleveland, so it's oh, not, right, like... Yeah. It's not like you live in like, like the Salem of Ohio or some shit. Probably, uh, <laughs> probably maybe like the Lexington of like Massachusetts. <laughs> yeah, but like you know, but like we for all my people not from Massachusetts, go look up the you know the, yeah. the median income of Lexington, Massachusetts. <laughs> but it's like, but like for me, it was it was like we like gradually like made it up. Yeah. Like me and my boys were just talking about this. Like so, like when I I was in like either high school or like or middle school, like when I made it Solon, but I was still like. Still, I mean, we had my family didn't just shoot straight up there. We used to, we gradually made it up to the suburbs, but I was still like acting ghetto as shit. When I, <laughs> and I was still, uh, you know, that's one of those things that makes me feel mad weird, bro. It's like I'm from the suburbs, but like I get ghettoer the older I get because, like, yeah, I feel like it's like you see this with white people all the time, and mm-hmm. it's because I was raised by white people. I don't know, mm-hmm. it's like. You you get older and you get more set in your ways and you get you know it's that like old man syndrome get off my lawn I don't want things to change yeah but it's like I, I for some reason the personality I've latched onto to not change mm-hmm. isn't anywhere representative of like where I'm from mm-hmm. or like what I've done like I'm from like this an hour north of Boston in like a beach town yeah. Like, two college diplomas like you know what I mean like yeah. I've helped start three companies like yeah. it's not like I am some like ratchet ass dude but I also been out here like doing some hood shit like yeah. heavily involved in like the party scene so like everyone I've met along those years I get like you have to relate to them right like yeah. these are people I hang out with these are people I do business with and shit and so all of a sudden like perfect example Nigga was not in my vocabulary uh-huh. pre-2011. Word. <laughs> like, I, I despise black people who use nigga. Word. I was that guy coming, you know, you really shouldn't call other black people that because yeah. there's no real reclamation of that word. It's super demeaning and it only drags us back. Like, fucking Afrocentric, like, yeah. light-skinned nigga from the suburbs. Uh-huh. I was that guy. Word. <laughs> and now I'm like, eh, I'm fucking up my niggas, though. Like, yeah, is that, dude, I was like, I, I, that's always been part of my vocab, and maybe it's like a Cleveland thing, or maybe. And I was just thinking about this because uh, I was. Watch- Have you watched um, that that HBO series called uh, Defying Ones? It's all about like it's all it's like a documentary on like Dr. Dre and, and Jimmy Iovine, and just like how they're. Like, I have not seen that yet, but I, uh, I listened to an interview with Jimmy Iovine on Bill Simmons' podcast, but a week ago, uh, and they talked a lot about it, and that was like. 
I like Bill Simmons in general, and yeah. I think he's like one of the better interviewers yeah. out there. Yeah, uh, low key. But I, that one with Jimmy IV, like, I, there was a lot of shit I just did not know, and maybe that's yeah. just you know I'm young, like I wasn't really around for the rise of you know aftermath and all that. Yeah, uh, like I remember it. Like Dr. Dre has just always been a legend to me. Though. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. Dr. Dre is one of the first names of hip hop I ever recognized. Uh, so like for you to tell me somebody helped Dr. Dre get on, it's like oh yeah. that guy's the man. I don't know anything else about this story, dude, but tell me more, dude. You gotta okay. They, they, I, I just told my brother like, like you gotta watch it. I watched it like, probably I think I, I binged it all. Like I went to the gym. I, I no, I, I finished it today. I went to the gym and I watched like it's only like four episodes so far. Mm-hmm. I think so. I went to the gym. It's in their hour episode. I watched two of them in the gym, and then like I came home. That's tell you what gym rat my man's is. Right? Yeah. Then I came home. I watched one, and then I, I fell asleep to like the rest. And I went. I went to. I was at the gym doing cardio this morning. I was watching that shit again, and I finished it all. But it was just like so inspiring. But it. it the one point that I, when the, the reason why I brought it up, it's just like a tad bit about it. The fact that like NWA is like niggas with attitude. Yeah. It's like the two like. Say like that word is not like no you can't use that word. It's like we'll put like all those like arts and expressions to be like no this isn't right. It's like no it's like the way like even you just bring this NWA as an example of like what they are what they represented what they have evolved to and what they are currently at like they were niggas with attitude that doesn't mean that like and they're still niggas with attitude but you have dr dre who's like easy like you look at what that yeah. not just the members of nwa but all of the factions that split off of that yes. it's like there's certainly been some tragic stories there like, exactly yeah 100 you can't miss that yeah. uh but also like the success is unreal mm-hmm. like if you look drain cube alone you know what i mean yeah you're like oh, 1.7 1.8 billion yeah exactly yeah <laughs> easy like easy. those dudes are cake yeah and so like it's 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 like that it, it's it's too much to the word to just be like yo this word is just like bad and this is like you can't paint it with one stroke because like Dr. Dre and Ice Cube are still niggas with attitude. That doesn't mean that these guys aren't involved and aren't successful and so forth. It's like just something that like they took and away. I, from... I think not to get into like the biggest fucking debate of all time yeah, about no the, the cultural significance of the N word, but like, isn't that the crux of the matter? Is like mm-hmm. the question is. Can I can I still be myself and be successful and be a nigga, mm-hmm. or do I need to reject niggerism to be successful and be myself? Yeah, and I don't know that I've yet to. And I, I find that especially difficult as somebody who's biracial, mm-hmm. because like there is literally fifty percent of me who, by all societal norms, needs to reject all things niggerish. Yeah, <laughs> you know exactly. what I mean. Yeah, uh, in, in my ideal of success, but then there's this other half of me that's like, well. Fuck you. Like, why can't that be both of us? And, like, I feel some sort of sense of, I guess, like, responsibility mm-hmm. to be able to be successful in niggers. It's kind of like we were talking about last week with, like, yeah. the masculinity thing, right? Yeah. Like, I feel a sense of responsibility to be able to be a sensitive man in the skin of a, like, what looks like a very masculine dude. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I think that does a lot more for masculinity than me going out and chopping firewood every day. Yeah. In the same sense, it's like... I I don't know what does more for you know my biracial identity and you know fellow identifying people mm-hmm. like embracing you know the allowance I get uh-huh. in in some in some regard to be a nigga right uh-huh. 
But then also knowing, like, that's kind of fraudulent. Like, I'm half white. I'm from a super white place. I'm raised yeah. by an all-white family. Like, I grew, yeah, like, the music I grew up on, like, came of age on, like, my teenage years. Like, I was the fucking pop punk shows. I was yeah. the black kid in the mosh pit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. I get I get real tied up on that one. I still I've been thinking about this pretty much every day for fifteen years, and I'm still yet to get an answer. It, it's weird because like that is uh I feel like that is something that when you're a minority, especially African African American minority or biracial with African descent in in your background, it's something that you have to think of. Like, what's this identity struggle? I don't necessarily like feel like white people have to think of that. They have like so many like like avenues they can go down. You can be like the nerdy white guy, or you can be like you know the uh, you can be like the entrepreneur, or you can be like the football jock, and you can be and no one and you're still like you have your like this identity. For for like black people, it, it feels like you have to be like. Either you're like kind of white, or you're like he's cool. It's like it feels like you don't have as many hats you can wear. I feel like outside of athlete, entertainer, you know, some other very stereotypical, you know, barber, some shit like that. Yeah, you're not every, value. Everything else you may accomplish mm. is viewed through the lens of I'm trying. I'm you're trying to be whiter. Yeah, is exactly. like there is no sense of it, like. Like if you're if you're 21 and you're black and you're going to med school, right? Like you yeah. grew up in Harlem, you decide mm-hmm. you want to go to med school. Mm-hmm. Most people from age I don't know nine through the time you become mm-hmm. a doctor yeah. are going to be clowning you for acting white. Yeah, or and, you had to over super overcommodate for like the fact that like you know I'm still like I'm still from the block like right and, and you like, had to well, act a certain that's way. That's insane yeah. to me. Yeah, it you know is. what I mean like. Why can't in you? I've heard from my Asian American friends that this is very similar, kind of in the reverse, where uh, with things like media or, ath- or athletics, where it's mm. like you can't like get on as a, an Asian athlete. Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? You know the, the the talent it would take you to even just like make a major league ro- uh, major league is a, a bad term because you know yeah. <laughs> I think there's plenty of Asians in baseball at this point. Yeah. Uh, but I think you know outside of, outside of baseball, you look at basketball, you look at football, football yeah, uh, like a hockey. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like you would need five times the talent of your average white or black person yeah. if you were Asian American to succeed in that avenue, and that's bullshit. You and know what I mean? If you look at their, the fact that like Asian, like as far as like the Asian Americans that I know, their parents are super. Like you want to, you want to do what? No, you, be a lawyer, be a doctor, like be like like they have those type of pressures, which is almost as closely real, closely related to the depression as as like black people. But it's, and and you know you know what I think is the I don't mean to cut you off but no, you know what I think either. is the defining difference there mm-hmm. is the the experience of slavery because even black people who aren't at like didn't they're not uh, what's the word I'm looking for uh, like, descendants of uh, of slaves slavery. here and there yeah you yeah know, yeah immig- like immigrant, immigrant black like, culture like they is came very over, similar yeah, to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. and it's. When all the chips are stacked against you, when, when, you know, there are things limiting your options and your availability, Mm. most people, and this is why white people have forever tried to paint black people as lazy, Mm. the human response to that is, Mm. okay, well, we're going to do the best thing possible. Mm -hmm. And so for everyone coming over here, they see the best thing possible, right? Lawyers, cops, doctors, whatever. Like, that's where you go. Uh Cool. That makes sense. Now, for black people in America, the problem was... Those options were never presented mm-hmm. for hundreds of years. Yeah. So 
the whole time we're learning, uh, like, okay, this is an unfair system. How can I do this better? Mm -hmm. Okay, well, I'm going to gather, you know, all 36 children on the plantation and teach them how to read. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was crazy enlightenment at the time. Yeah. Right? No one, no one thought about, like, sending kids to school yeah. because it was an impossibility for 150 years. Yeah. Now, you juxtapose that with, you know, a Nigerian family who moved here 30 years ago, right? Moved here, sent their kid to a private school, you know, and I'm not saying, like, the immigrant experience is not difficult. No. Uh, but I'm saying, like, you come over here and you assess things differently because of the options that are presented in front of you. Yeah. Uh, and I think just now, you know, slave black culture mm -hmm. uh, is getting to a point where we're looking ourselves in the mirror and, you know, recognizing, like, hey, like, a lot of shit we've been glorifying probably, probably ain't as cool as we thought. Yeah. Because that's the thing, like, you look at, like... <laughs> The, the easy example is always selling drugs, right? Mm. The glorification of drug culture mm. always has come from it's quick, easy money. You can get on quickly. Mm. Like, it's an avenue you can excel in. Yeah. In if a, you're being told you're not allowed space. to excel at a at an, a limitless path, right, yeah. such as entrepreneurism, uh -huh. why wouldn't you take the avenue still allowed to you to achieve the same result? Yeah. And now it, we've seen how that played out, but yeah, well, for a while it was good. From like the seventies <laughs> to about the mid eighties, it was good. Until um, right around the time white people stopped selling <laughs> as many drugs. Yeah, um, <laughs> the Italians and the Irish got the fuck up again. Which okay, so here, the here is like the uh, to your point of culture mm. start our culture particularly starting to realize that a lot of those past theories are flawed. You have Jay Z who just dropped the 444 album. Have you heard this yet? Have yes. You? Okay, I've not listened to it. Okay, yet. okay. I'll well, tell you why in a minute, but I've, I've been dying to hear your view on this. Well, it it is it is that it's like this guy who has done it all. I mean, he has. I mean, as far as the black experience, like stereotypical yeah. <laughs> wise, he's done it all, and now he f and dropped albums and made money off of glorification of this. Of this, of stereotypes and of his lifestyle and of drug dealing, of Sex, drugs, violence. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now he's like in this position where he's like, oh, yeah, no, no, like I'm gonna, he's, he's totally turned the whole boat around. It's just like, yeah, like a lot of shit was stupid. Like he talks about the money that he spent on cars and shit like that. He could have bought like, you know, a condo, like an apartment in that New York. Line, yeah, yeah, exactly. He's talking yeah, about all, wild. he's breaking down all these, all these, Ignorance and pulling out a lot of bullshit in the culture and just been like, yeah, no, it's stupid. Even shit that's like he did and he's like on the cross just as much as anyone else is like, yeah, a lot of this shit was stupid and I'm an idiot and like. But I, th can... I think that's what, and like I said, I've heard that I've heard bits and pieces here and there. That's what I think makes this great. As in, mm -hmm. I've heard you know mixed opinions on mm -hmm. both sides, but I think people don't understand how necessary this mm -hmm. album is. Mm -hmm. Where it's like. You can see, like, he's pretty much looking back at the whole spectrum of all the shit and be like, yeah. listen, it was dope. Mm -hmm. Like, I had a great time, and you can check the records. Mm -hmm. I did it better than everyone. Yeah. Nobody was big pimping like Jay-Z yeah, was big exactly. pimping. Exactly. I literally became Hova. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm that nigga. Like, yeah. you can't challenge my nigga credibility. Yeah. I sold all the drugs. I fucked all the bitches. He's the I only changed one that clothes. can do it. Exactly. Yeah. And for him to take a look at that and be like, I'm not telling you, like, you can't do it because it's it's fun. Yeah. But you understand this isn't what it's about, right? Mm -hmm. And no one's ever told hip hop that. Yeah. Like well, it, people the people never the credibility that had Jay exactly. has in it. Yeah. Never never the credibility on that level because the guys who get to that level and see it, 
Mm-hmm. I were always uh, I was having this conversation with somebody the other day. They, they, you're Afrocentric, like woke nigga black. Right? Yeah, exactly. You're KRS1s, you're Talib qualities. Full circle, they don't get the respect that, like, right. yeah, For, in, exactly. in, which I don't understand. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, how, like some of these young kids out here, bro. Like, I had, I had a kid the other day I was talking music where he's like 20 years old trying to tell mm-hmm. me that Talib qualities are whack. Yeah. And, like, trust me, you, I'm. Me and Tyler Qualley have gone at it on Twitter a number of times. Me and Tyler Qualley have had many beers. I still don't know why. I am a huge Tyler Qualley fan. Yeah. He just hates me. It's really we're gonna funny. Have to, we're going to have to have that conversation. Yeah. There was a 15-minute segment in my 15 minutes of fame where I was more mentioned on Twitter than Donald Trump during the election. That's a true story. Oh, we had to go that. That shit was wild. Uh, uh, but that's what I mean. Like, no, Everybody just looks at Tyler Qualley now as like this radical activist, like, Yo, doing this weird fucking music that nobody wants to listen to. It's like, no, nah, like, Tyler Qualley's been, like, yes, putting yeah. out hard bars for, like, mm-hmm. 20 years. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, he never, like, maybe for, like, a year or two, mm-hmm. did some shit where he was like, yeah, like, I'm about, like, getting this money. And it's like, yeah. nah, this yeah. shit's dumb. Yeah. And nobody paid attention. Uh-huh. He kept trying to tell people, like, do you remember, like, the most deaf Tyler Qualley, like, Dave Chappelle years? Like, there's yeah. that little, like, yeah. Movement there that they got the fuck yeah. out of here really quickly. Yeah. You know, like somehow, like Hollywood just brushed them aside. Yeah. It's like you look at the talent that was there, and they all had the same message. Yeah. It was black empowerment. Own your own shit. Mm-hmm. Do your own things your own way, mm-hmm. and like don't don't take any shortcuts because people will be fucking you. Mm-hmm. And I look at all the messaging around 444 mm-hmm. and like what Jay's trying to convey. It's like. All the things you're being told, you're getting hustled. Mm-hmm. If so, if somebody's coming out and, and trying to sell you a favor, sell you a dream, it's mm-hmm. a dream. Yeah. Don't buy that shit. Yeah. Don't take that advance and get tied into an eight-album deal. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you look at the futures of the world. Yeah. Future had to drop a back-to-back album, which, like, I know there are future fans out there. Like, future's cool. Like, it's what yeah. it, like I bang out to the hits. Yeah. Catch me in the club. It's fine. But, like, True. I'm not listening through two future albums no. that come out no. four months apart. I take the mask off off of that. Oh, yeah, you know what I mean? Oh, all day. <laughs> Bolly Fudge set. Yeah. Hey, uh, but, but that's what I mean. It's like, and so you see a dude like that with hit records like that, mm-hmm. have to go bang through multiple albums to get out of a record deal that he had with some, like, no-name fucking producer from yeah. the middle of nowhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's the guy who gave him an advance. He signed him to that deal. Yeah. And he, and, like, you can't just... There's no way to advance without owning your own product, and the more and more successful people I look at, I, the more and more I recognize that's the way. It's like Jay Z's talking about that. Chance is talking about that. Joe Budden, to a weird extent, is talking about yeah. that in his new media role. Yeah. Uh, Louis C.K., who everybody adores and thinks is the most brilliant comedian of all time, right? Yeah. What's the last time Louis C.K., aside from his Netflix special, yeah. which he also owns the majority of the rights to? Yeah. What's the last time Louis C.K. did anything that was syndicated or backed by anyone other than Louis C.K. and his own production companies? Never. I mean, that, like that, ten that, years yeah, ago. I, I don't remember. And which is understandable. As soon as, as soon as he got on, that's what he did. Yeah. Even you, even you look at it like this, and we were having this this discussion um, this weekend. It was like let me roll that back like five years ago. I don't want to get killed for that. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, and I was with like a bunch of like educated like like young professionals in like Martha's Vineyard. We go to every Fourth of July, and the one thing that we were just talking about. Oh yeah, it's but it's like dope. It's like dope because it's just like educated black black people that's getting it, uh, and their ambition. But, like, <clears throat> the one conversation we were talking about is, like, you know, why is there, like, this 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 ability for black people to be, like, feed so much into the culture and not be able to gain this generational wealth from it yet? 
And the one th- and then like the one thing that we highlight that which I brought up, I was like, if you look at the the um, industries that black people pretty much feed or pour all the like juice into, like entertainment, like NBA, NFL, where it's just like overwhelmingly African American uh, enriched culture, and we don't own any of it. Mm. But if, if, if just imagine like any culture, like if it was like any industry that was eighty percent or ninety, seventy percent like Indian, Jewish, Chin, any Chinese, Korean, there is no fucking way that they would not be the owners of that shit. And and that comes back to the the slave history though. It's like yeah. when you separate people from their own societies and industries, mm-hmm. like. Obviously, like Africa was on the rise and thriving, mm. you know, before the you know before the slave trade and you know fucking colonialism and a lot of other things ruined Africa. Mm. Uh, not to say that Africa is not great, but like compared to what it ought to be by this point, yeah. you know, like it is hard natural, to think about. Natural resources wise, right? Exactly. Rich. Yeah, it could be. They've been devastated by yeah. Western culture. My point being is like. All of these other cultures you just cited, right? Mm-hmm. You're coming over here from thousands of years of tradition and example, mm-hmm. where by the time, like, you know, it, I, I'm not sure your family's background, but like, most of, you know, a generation or two, like, mm-hmm. most of my family didn't, couldn't tell you what country in Africa we were from. Yeah. Let alone, like, what culture I was supposed to be a part of, you know, fucking what neighborhoods we were from, what my families used to do. Yeah. But like, if you're over here and you're, you know, second ger- generation Chinese person, right? Mm-hmm. You, like, I'm, I'm, Mad of my Chinese friends have family in China. Yeah. You know, my Japanese friends have family in Japan. Yeah. Shit, I have, like, friends all over, you know, all sorts of European friends who have fucking fr- family all over Europe. Yeah. And so you can go back and you can look at seven centuries yeah. of development. Yeah. And it's like, okay, we obviously get what the pipeline is now. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying, like, everybody takes a fucking, you know, homebound trip and goes visits their ancestors and all that yeah. shit. But, like, there, there's some sense of passing along what the right lessons are and what they aren't. Mm-hmm. And that was completely stripped away during the, the slave era, and it's slowly being rebuilt. Like, yeah. the idea of investment. Yeah. Like, how many times have you heard a rapper say, they can't, you can't take it with you, so better spend it while you're here? Yeah, or something exactly. to that equivalent. Yeah, exactly. Like, my nigga, are you stupid? Well, that, the last boy you were talking about how I do this for my kids. Well, okay, so this is that's 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 my problem with this like um, this like really right wing like bootstrap mentality and mm-hmm. and is that like they won't like bring up and it's like one it, they won't bring up the fact that like a a lot of success is built on generational wealth and when like you go back two generations and like you can go back most I mean you track any a lot of the African Americans like you go back two generations like they didn't I mean this this bare bones they're scrapping mm. it together so that's like your grandparents so or and you go back to your grandparents parents like maybe in slavery or at least in like struggle of civil rights and so forth so it's so like I'll give you this as an example my great grandmother was mm. born in slavery yeah my grandfather uh, my grandmother rather uh, was run off the road and killed by like racist, maybe Klansmen, mm. maybe just random hate group yeah. in Alabama. Mm. That that happened when my dad in the car. My dad was born in '55. Wow. So let's call that you know he was, I think six, seven, eight, something like that. Yeah. I shouldn't tell that story on air. My mom's gonna kill me, but whatever. <laughs> uh, so you're talking early '60s. Yeah. 
So you're talking about going back two, three, four generations, right? Yeah, that's just... That's a generation yeah, ago. Exactly. There are plenty of black people alive today yeah. who had parents or were raised by grandparents yeah. because their parents were fucking killed. Yeah. Who, like, came of age with pretty much, like, slave knowledge. Yeah, exactly. So it's like that, that ideal was like, oh... And we were a successful black family, by the way. Yeah. Like, we were killing it in North yeah. Carolina. Which is, which is, like... A testimony into like the, the strength and you know the overcoming situ- situation, but there is still like you can't just like l- like blanket this. Oh, just pull it up by your bootstraps and like if you were like even like I mean I know a lot of poor white people who <laughs> yeah who 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 had who most of my friends are poor white people. Let me yeah, make that exactly. very clear. That is my main circle of people I hang out like, with. Is poor white people. Yeah, there is like there's like we we have to like come to the consideration that like this whole American dream is, is if it's not dead already it's dying slowly but, well it's also like who wants it man yeah like in today's lifestyle like who wants 2.5 kids and a white picket fence okay. and like an acre of land in Kansas I I, I think the, the, the American dream and this is me I, and I could probably completely off but I think uh in order, it's it's gonna either go one way or the other, like as far as culture in America, because I don't think that we're ever. It doesn't look like in the, in the foreseeable future we're gonna hit this like. And for you young kids, you won't remember this, but this this '90s boom where everyone is like eating and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Then <laughs> you know, fucking Detroit's pumping out cars and shit like that, paying people a hundred thousand dollars for forty hours. So you don't and, think I'll happen? I don't. I don't. I, I don't see any signs of this. So like, and if oh, if brother, people, this is I've been preaching this for a while. I think people just don't know it happened already. Like oh. I I think like the app boom are it happened and the bubble is fast approaching. Oh yeah, exactly. I think I, and I think the okay. same way the dot coms in the nineties. Like nobody knew the dot com bubble was happening until yeah. it was over. And I think we're like the uberfication of everything, the Airbnb of mm-hmm. everything, like that culture. Yeah. That's permeated every fucking thing now. Mm-hmm. And we're finally starting to see some ripple effects and like Uber's getting a lot of pushback. Their CEO just had to resign. You know what I mean? Yeah. Airbnb has uh, had all sorts of legal battles. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So there's starting to be some pushback here and there. But it, what did that start off as? The sharing economy, right? Uh-huh. The brand is this free spirit of love, share, help your neighbor yeah. type shit. And what that's, what that's become is like, us. what's Uber's new thing? Your new side hustle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It went from like communal to like another fucking way to like try and get ahead. And slowly but surely you're going to see that diminish in like... Mm-hmm. The wow factor of that has already worn off, is, mm-hmm. I guess is my point. It's like, it, there's no secret anymore. It's not about helping people. It's about these huge companies making money just like it was in the dot-com era. Yeah. Uh, so, but that's, okay, so that's the biggest, um, that's the biggest objection of that, like, tech boom and so forth. Because it's like, it's a, a small amount of people generating a lot of fucking wealth. So you have, like, an Uber, and then, uh, and then it'll be, like, valued at, like, $10 billion, and you'll have, like, a small right. number of shareholders that... So, let me, let me flip this back to you. Okay. So, you take the auto industry, right? Mm-hmm. Ford's making all the money, mm-hmm. but all the people working at Ford are pumped because they have good jobs. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uber's making all the money, mm-hmm. but all the people driving for Uber mm-hmm. were pumped when they started driving for Uber. Because yeah. they were making all the, they were making a bunch more money than they were making before. Mm-hmm. They were leasing cars they never thought they could afford. Mm-hmm. All this shit. Mm-hmm. Now talk to any Uber driver now. Everybody fucking hates it. Yeah. Because it's gotten shittier and shittier. Talk to anyone who works at Ford now. Everybody hates it. Okay, it's gotten but, shittier, okay, shittier, okay, shittier. Okay, but listen to this. Listen to this. So you're talking about 
so look at an Uber driver that made additional income and they probably, let's say they made an, it, I don't know, I'm not sure I'm pulling this out of my ass. Let's say the Uber driver earned 50,000, 60,000 additional dollars that year. Yeah. And additional on top of what you're saying. And whether they were like bartending or they had a nine to five. Oh, let's clear that up right now. The the biggest myth in the world is that the majority of Uber drivers have another income. Okay. The majority of Uber, Uber drivers are just cab drivers who couldn't get jobs as cab drivers. Okay. <laughs> or, yeah. So what do you think their like annual income is? I'd, I'd say about right. right? About Probably 50, somewhere between 60. like 40 and 60, depending on the city. Okay. And with no benefits... And no pensions and no four. So, like, if you look at, like, a Ford factory worker with high school diploma, hmm. they were making, they were retiring from Ford. They were retiring from Chrysler, making, with overtime, making, you know, a hundred some thousand dollars, benefits, everything, and the pension and shit like that. So, you compare those two industries, I mean, you, you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, marketing like, just got better, baby. Yeah. They just started selling. Like, this is the thing. Be be your own boss. Yeah, sounds exactly the same to our generation mm. as forty hours of pension sounded to theirs. You know what True I mean? Story. Like make your own hours. Work when you want to. Travel and do whatever you please with all your time. You True just story. turn it on and start making True money. True is story. that not the millennial fucking dream? Yeah, that is. And I and so where <clears throat> where we're at is that like if you look, so Uber is probably like I don't know. 10 years old? Yeah, I think they just turned 10, actually. And when you look at, like, I know... Actually, no, I think they just turned 5. Yeah, so, but um, you, so, like, and you talk to any Uber driver, they're like, ah, there's too many drivers out here, we can't make oh, any always. money, and shit like that. But if you look at, like, the people that, it, the boom, like, the, that, that... Oh, so you want to talk about, like, a, like a big city bias? <laughs> too many Uber drivers yeah, is exactly. not a problem for yeah, most exactly. of this yeah, country. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I, I, I just think that, like, we're in this we're in like the 90s with the peak and now we're in a recent situation where there is not especially with technology moving as fast as it is like you look at like the auto like the trucking industry i, I they they assume that in like 15 years they won't need truckers because they'll have like automated car trucks that'll just That's drive insane. and so you have another industry gone look at grocery stores look at all these different areas yeah, where they're gonna yeah. and what are you gonna do with all these are massive amount of people population is fucking growing it's it's, it's like we're at like seven billion people in, in the world we have 300 and like 40 50 people million people in in um in the united states you know the biggest it's ever been but you have all these industries that's going to be completely wiped out soon by automation and by ai and what the fuck are people going to do how deep down the rabbit hole do you want to go? <laughs> I, as you can see, like this is like this is like what I think about. Like it's, it's surprising that like I'm that insane because it's what I think about. What the fuck is gonna go on? So here's a question I ask a lot of people, and everybody looks at me with that same like, "Oh my god, this dude is absolutely out of his mind." <laughs> like, look, it's like, what do you do in a post job economy? Yeah. And so, you know, I get into it with people and a lot of people start there and it's like, well, automation is going to kill all these different industries. Who knows what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, some people who are a little more, you know, box minded, as I like to call them, will, you know, respond to that and say, well, you know, this has happened plenty of times before. We all, you know, we all thought, you know, trains would kill the horse industry and that didn't, you know, kill off jobs everywhere, right? Uh-huh. Et cetera, yeah. et cetera. But my pushback has always been like, with automation, there's going to come a time soon where 
a lot of the, you know a lot of the industries you're talking about, like say farming, right? Mm -hmm. When automation really sets into farming, and we lose farming as an industry, mm -hmm. now that sucks for all those jobs, right? Yeah. But what does that do for food? Yeah. You know what I mean? What does like automating architecture do? Yeah. You know what I mean? So all of a sudden, if you can solve like food, housing, mm -hmm. healthcare, mm -hmm. like you know, at a mass scale with automation. Mm -hmm. Do you need jobs? Yeah. Do yeah. you need money? Do you need an economy? Uh, hopefully not. I, it, or do you have a society of people who do the right thing without some sort of like fake incentive? Yeah. Like look, look, we all know. I I I hate using that phrase. We do not all know. Uh, many people do not seem to know. But I think it's commonly known that our money is not backed by anything. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. we trade in debts all over the world. That's exactly. how every world, every country's economy is built. Right. Yeah. So realistically, besides like th like three countries, who right? But what's that even backed by? Gold? Yeah, like, it's gold. Yeah, or yeah, oil. But like yeah. what I'm saying is like, why is gold valuable? Yeah, because we said it is. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Because yeah. we decided it's shiny and it's cool. Yeah. Let's have more of it. Like it's just like it's all determined by our own opinions. Yeah. So if you got to a point when all the necessities are taken care of, mm -hmm. and like you don't really. Like, what would you need money for now? And that scares the laziest and most corrupt of people mm -hmm. because that's how they keep people buying into their schemes. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise, you just ha you would have to be a good person, or else, be, like, that's a, that's what you would get killed for. Yeah, you know what I mean? It wouldn't be not making money. You wouldn't yeah. go to jail for stealing money. Yeah. you'd go to jail for being an asshole. Yeah, and yeah. assholes make money, so they want to keep money a thing. Yeah, it, and it's weird because well, two things. I think that. To get to that, and that's almost like a utopian. That's what I mean. Like that's that's why it's down the rabbit hole. I get yeah. it. And like, I, I'm probably not going to be around when that happens. Yeah, is I don't think any of us, uh, anyone listening, this will be around because I think yeah. things will have to go very dark before things get to that. Because you have these, you have the most powerful people in the world who like their power is like entrenched in the fact that this in, in the capitalistic society where. You know, they want you to go to work. They need you to be in this predict predictable pattern in order for them to maintain their control and predict the industry so they can gain more and more wealth and influence. When you reach that point where it starts to threaten those, I, I just don't think. No, I, you made an interesting point there. I swear I'll get off my crazy person. So oh no, we're we're both on this uh, crazy person. But you, but you mentioned that. Things would need to get really dark for that to happen. Mm -hmm. Do you think that like the one percenters of the world have some sort of like exit strategy? No. No, I mean like getting off the planet. I know that sounds off crazy. Off the planet. So historically, throughout the the history of the planet, right? There's there's mm -hmm. been these huge climate shifts mm -hmm. that have er erased entire species. It happens mm -hmm. all you know, not all the time, but like yeah. in the grand scheme of the, yeah. the life of the planet, happens all the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Global warming, I have to imagine, like, climate change as we know it today mm -hmm. is inching us slowly closer to that. Mm -hmm. So I do think there's some massive climate event coming mm -hmm. that's going to eradicate oh, yeah. many current species, yeah. possibly including humans. Yeah. Now, my question on that is always, are there the 1% of the world so ignorant that they truly don't believe it could happen to them? No. Or are they playing the rest of us into ignorance knowing they have a backup plan? Okay, so, uh, and I know that's some real crazy shit. Like, people are gonna probably check me into a psych ward in section twelve me for this, but like, no, because it, okay, so like, it's 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 
fact that Exxon, their whole business building plan and future was built like now and in 20 years has been built on the fact that sea levels are rising. Oh, that's fact. Yeah. yeah. So they know, so like they know the science is out. They know sea, like sea levels are rising. They know global warming is a fact. So, but yes. do they think it's going to be catastrophic, or do they just think the, the shoreline is going to like move up ten feet? <clears throat> That's always my question. Yeah, like I, I think there are people who believe the climate is changing. They just don't think it's a big deal. Like I, the, the people who say, "Oh fuck, it's hotter in July. I like the warm weather." You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I don't know. I just um, hope those people aren't at the top, but they may be in our society. Yeah, I, I, I do. I wouldn't that be surprised if they, if, if like something came out and be like, "Yeah, like the Rothschilds have a." a it have like a have like some massive spaceship like ready to like freaking go to you get that shit was getting uncomfortable huh? <laughs> I feel like I can't chill probably no you get we just moved this shit over uh so yeah I wouldn't that be surprised if like you hear like the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers and shit had like some exit plan plan they had some like hub on like Mars and one of these super earths we always find that are like we always find it and that story disappears. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, we found a super like five times in my lifetime and I ain't never heard shit about exactly. anything. One, I would, so I wouldn't be surprised if I heard that. I'd be like, yeah, fitting. Because I'm a conspiracy nut. Uh, two, um, as far as my conspiracy goes, like the ability for people to keep a secret and that mean people that would have to be involved in that to keep that secret. Um... I find it probably most li- unlikely, but um, you don't think so? You think you gave me the like, yeah, maybe that's what. Like, like yeah, I think you're right, but I also wonder if I'm just like underselling those people. Like, yeah. not even the ability to keep a secret, the ability to efficiently do away with the people who know things. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's that's part of the reason I never want to be famous. I never want to be like. I don't want to be. Like, I would love to be in office. I would mm-hmm. love to be in politics. Yeah. I don't want anything to do with that shit, man. Those yeah. people get rid of you. They have all sorts of methods. They got people. Yeah. They got hack. Like, I'm good. Like, I just want to be funny. I'm going to live on the internet. Yeah. Like, maybe give me a few thousand followers, some t-shirts. I'm cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm chilling. I, I don't need to be shit. I do think there is, uh, there is, and I don't know how much of an uh, underground society it is, but, I mean, there's documented, like, like, like documenting history events that happened where you have like when the Federal Reserve Bank started you have like these like Rothschilds and DuPonts and and Rockefellers like meeting and shit like this this is like documented documented shit in like the Bilderbergs and shit like that and all these different like secret societies like this is documented shit if you you scratch on the surface a little bit Hmm. you can find like these meetings, who were there, and what and kind of what was discussed, whatever they that's allowed some, to trickle it out. There, yeah. So there is there is that level of like information that's out there that like your common your common civilian is not aware of. And I guess that's my point is that at that level, mm-hmm. even the stuff that gets out, they're yeah. so good at suppressing from general knowledge that like how how many people do you think have ever like done a deep enough dive to have a no, real I, understanding of like I, the Rothschild network. Well, here's the thing. I think on the contrary, I don't know if they are that 
good at it. I think they're pretty good at it, but I think your average day-to-day go-to-work guy is just complete. They just either they're an idiot or they just don't want to see it or they just like, hmm, this is just like, oh, they're so, they're, they've been so brainwashed through the years from like elementary school. They never took a fucking risk in their life. They never, they never, they, they've been following the rules their whole life. So like, why would, why would they turn and look to your left to see, yo, what the fuck's going on over here? They don't want to see that. pulling the strings? Yeah, they don't even want to see that. Just imagine, like, because what you're dealing with is, like, if you, like, just think, assume, like, you looked around and you, you can just shoot yourself into your, like, 10th, 10th year in high school, like, 10th grade in high school, and you look around that classroom. I was going to say 10 years in high school, yeah, nigga. Yeah, I thought yeah. you were supposed to be the smart one. <laughs> <laughs> you just drop yourself in your body as, as in 10th grade in high school, and you look around that classroom, and you look at all the people who are just looking at the chalkboard, taking notes. That is the people. These are just, those are the same people. This is adults. Like, we're dealing with this, like, six-year-olds who are in, in adult bodies. They, they grew mustaches. They put on their, like, big girl skirts and this shit. And they're just, like, walking through life. But they don't have a fucking clue. They've never been like, yo, this is fucked up. Like, why are we here? Why are we here? None of them. They've never even, they've never even like, been like, what the fuck are we doing? Their parents told them to go to school, get good grades, and that's what they did. They were never like, what... This makes zero sense. Their parents told them to go get a job. They went and got a job. They exactly. They fought go to the for that scout. promotion. They fought for that promotion. Exactly. And so, like, like I mean, I don't know if I'm any better because I just did this because, like, yo, like, I don't know what else to do because, like, this, I do believe this is bullshit. I do believe that, like, we're just, why are we just memorizing shit and regurgitating it on this fucking paper? It makes zero sense. We're here for six hours. It's a waste of goddamn time. You can give me this shit. I can do it and come back home. Like, you're wasting all my time. Like, this is shit that I'm thinking, but I'm looking at all of these so-called like smart people, mm. and none of them are looking at this. And I'm just like, okay, well, I guess like I'm the crazy person, so let me just do what they're doing because all the other people who like not going to college are fuck up. So like, I don't want to be that. But like, so they, now you fast forward 10, 15 years, these assholes have n- still never looked around and be like, what the fuck are we doing? So I'm bring this full circle before we get back to something way hotter now that we've alienated our entire audience. <laughs> they need to know this they, shit. Y'all need to know. You're going to learn today, nigga. But, like, getting back to that earlier point about how, how disconnected black people, specifically descendants of slaves, have become mm-hmm. from the idea of investment, right? Mm-hmm. Is you only reinforce the knowledge you want the masses to learn. Mm-hmm. And so... Those quote-unquote smart people, like you said, who are the smartest people in the room, right? Mm-hmm. Kid who shows up 10 minutes early, yeah. stays 10 minutes late, mm-hmm. gets straight A's, right? Yeah. And then he goes off to some Ivy League prep school, mm-hmm. and like, listen, I know a lot of brilliant people went to Harvard's and MIT's, like, mm-hmm. one of the beautiful things about the uh, startup world is like, I've sat down across the table from plenty of billionaires and millionaires and people who like went to those Harvard's finals clubs and like those type people, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? The funny part about it, though, is like, with the exception of about 10%, and those are usually the startup people, the entrepreneurs and such, mm-hmm. you go talk to most people at Harvard, you go talk to most people at, you know, I haven't been to Stanford, but, you know, those type of establishments, uh-huh. it's all groupthink, man. Yeah. Everybody thinks the exact same shit, they read the exact same books, uh-huh. you know what I mean? They, they went to the exact same classes, yeah. and so you have the smartest people in the world mm-hmm. at 23, 24, maybe 26, whatever, a couple graduate degrees, mm-hmm. they're like... My favorite thing, my favorite example of this in the entire world. Mm-hmm. Uh, my girlfriend told me a story. 
she was graduating college, you go meet with the, uh, your advisor or whatever, mm -hmm. start talking about what career paths were available to you, right? Mm -hmm. And one of the things her advisor had suggested to her was that she become a consultant. Mm -hmm. First job out of college. Yeah. Think about how fucking consult. stupid that sounds. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But go, go to those like business schools, go to those top like brand name MBA programs. Mm -hmm. Those kids go through undergrad, go through their MBA program, mm -hmm. and come out and make six figures consulting. Yeah. You've never worked in business. Yeah. You interned at your dad's company. Yeah. Like, what the fuck do you have to consult on? Except for the knowledge that we've already been conditioned to think is valuable. Yeah. So if you have that knowledge, I can regurgitate those facts to you for 150 grand a year, and yeah. I look like the fucking man, right? Yeah. I'm driving my Bentley, I got my yacht down in Moffitt's Vineyard, I'm taking eight vacations a year. Yeah. Why the fuck would I question this system? Exactly. Right? Yeah. Why would you look around? Yeah, exactly. Why? And this is the thing, and there's that security to be like, oh, like, these guys have the plan. I'm gonna pay them like six figures, and they'll have to plan for me. Oh because, yeah, because like they're innovative. They the last thing they did is cool, and they're just like, and and you're out just throwing shit against the wall, hoping it sticks. And it's like, it, it, no, this is like every like someone. I was just like listening to something like when you're young, like wisdom has almost been like, yeah, I, I just have no clue what the fuck is going on. Mm. And and once you get to the age where like you can admit that it there's like it's so freeing man. yeah it's so freeing it's so freeing and it's also like you get the freedom of thought is beautiful but then you get trapped in your own mind with it yeah because exactly. you you're free to think about anything at that point yeah that's too much to think about. I, I i i just get so frustrated those people who just like no no you just gotta this is what you gotta do you just Work hard every day, or build just, uh, good routine. Yeah, exactly. Dude, you don't get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> and the, like, the like, that's the thing is like, it's gotta be some balance. Yeah. Um, in for if you're alive right now, right? Because mm -hmm. the, the we just spent thirty minutes or so talking about like the like all the reasons people don't question shit. Like why why are people so stupid and close minded? But yeah, because like, you have to be. Yeah. Because if you open your fucking mind up and you question society... Monsoon of you, shit. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. you're losing that job. You're losing your girlfriend. You're getting pulled over. You're getting shot. Like, yeah. shit will happen to you. Yeah. In record numbers. Well, okay. If, you cannot be divergent. Well, okay. Well, I think that's maybe... I don't think always. I think for 90% like, of the population. Well, I think... I think... I think... I do think that there is, like, a... There's a seed... Of like whatever in human beings that like wants to be get out of the matrix and want that's why the oh, matrix absolutely. is such a big movie because there's like this is like this feeling that like yeah this doesn't make a lot of sense but then they go back to their patterns because they built 30 40 years based on this it's just like they, they can't get out of it right now and so um but do you I mean I think like the guys like I'm I like how Comedy, so like I'm always bring like a guy like George Carlin, who's just like pretty much just like or or Charles uh, I'm Bukowski, mm. I'm butchering his last name. Like guys who just like man, fuck this, this is all senseless bullshit, and I'm just gonna speak the truth, and I'm not gonna play your fucking game. So here's my question to you: You walk into a subway, and there's some dude doing Carlin's entire set, but mm. you don't know he's Carlin. Mm. Do you think he's a genius or crazy? Because I think oh, 90 out of 100 people think he's crazy. I don't know. I think that's the genius of Carlin. I don't know. I think, I think, I th if he's doing, if I don't know Carlin and I see this guy spewing Carlin's shit, I'm like, 
I mean, truth it, truth has this way of just resonating with people, and I and I don't think I, I think it's hard to deny truth because and that's the problem with like truth and honesty and shit like that. Even if it's painful, like there's a piece of it that you're always just like, even if you don't want to hear it, like, like yeah. That shit's real. Like, when someone hits you with some shit that you don't even want to look about yourself, like, yeah, like, you should be further ahead. And I, I, I mean, like, I try to look at myself sometimes like this. It's like, yeah, like, like, I want to be, like, further ahead on this. But I can look at myself and be like, yeah, but what time do you wake up? How many times do you party? How many times are you chasing chicks? How many times? So I will look at that shit and be like, yeah, that's probably why I'm not as far because I spent X amount of time invested in like kicking it and like chasing holes and shit like that. See, this is so funny because I have the exact opposite like self-reflection uh-huh. where it's like, why are you wasting so much time trying to get ahead? Mm-hmm. This isn't a system you believe in. This You're not trying to get ahead for any cause that you support or like want anything out of. Yeah. And so it's like, I have to constantly like force myself to be engaged. Like one of my yeah. favorite parts about my job is like, it's so it's so standardized that it forces you into the routine of it. Mm-hmm. And like, if you give me freedom at work, I just won't do shit. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't like. Why am I going to work? Why do I care about this company? Why do I need to make somebody else money? Like I don't give a shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like I've never had like I've never been a doctor. I've never like saved lives uh-huh. for a living. You know what I mean? It's like I don't understand how. Like I, I guess this is a good question for you then. It's like. Why do you care about getting ahead? Why is that important to you? I don't care about necessarily, quote unquote, getting ahead. I care or about... doing better. Like, what does doing better mean? I care about not seeing the greatest expression of who, my, who I, I can be on this earth. And I don't That's want... A, okay. So, I don't want it to be like, oh, well, like you live by these rules or you in you like you could have been a doctor or you could have if someone was like yo you could have been a do- if i if i died and like there was a a god and he said like you could have been a doctor you could have been like you know uh the greatest lawyer in the world i would have been like yeah but that's not what i wanted to do so like i have no fuck that but they told me that like yeah you could have been like the greatest like comedian or the greatest like writer i would know that like yeah i fucked up because like i know that one thing that i can do is be creative and express myself so i would know that i fucked that up because i chose a different path i chose to like sleep in i chose to because i feel like i can write i feel like i can express myself i feel like i can be like a great i I feel like i had me a great stand-up comedian like i know that i have a feeling i I just feel that it it resonates with me so like those like that's the only thing that like that rings in my head is that like i know that i'm i i see what's out there i see people and i was like i know there's a potential of me to be greater because i see what they're given and, and it doesn't feel Feel, I don't know what it is, but I feel like I can be greater than that. So, like, for me not to see that, and I and I have that vision internally, that's what that's the only thing I care about. Money and whatever the fuck it is, don't give a fuck about it. Hopefully, it comes with it, but, like, not seeing excellence, which I've seen internally expressed in the physical aspect, I feel like that's a, fail, that's a personal failure, and I can't. I'll have trouble living with that. 
Um, so that's the only thing I give a fuck about. Just like it's, it's whatever time I have in this world, like I just want to express. I want to see what I can do, and I don't want to do it as a. I couldn't want to fucking be a lawyer. Like I thought about going to law school, and that's what I at one point. Dude, fuck that. Can I tell you? We're about three hours into our podcast co-hosting careers. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I pegged the difference between me and you. Yeah, what's that? Like, you're like you have dreams and shit. Like, I don't. Mm. I am not a dreamer. I don't mm. have passions. There is not like you. You were like, if I got to heaven and God told me I could have been a great comedian, I would like feel some sense of shame for not achieving that, mm-hmm. right? I have absolutely no clue what I want to be doing. I have no passions. I have no direction. Mm. I just like doing dope shit. Yeah. So if you put some cool shit to do in front of me, I do dope shit. Yeah. And like, if I mean, it's even better if you'll pay me for it or whatever. But like, yeah. I have I have no desire, no drive, no ambition to be great at any one thing. Mm-hmm. I have a great desire and ambition to be a great person. Yeah. And I truly like, in in my view anyway, like. The greatest people were never one thing, right? The greatest, yeah. the greatest people are wildly diverse human beings who achieve mm. a bunch of shit. Mm. I'm not sure I'll ever get to that status, but like one of the things I certainly pride myself on is diversifying my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and part of that is like I just, I, I guess I don't. I guess that's where I fail to reconcile that whole like, okay, if if I don't wake up right now and go do this thing, then I'm not gonna be the greatest blank. Mm-hmm. Like, I wake up and I'm like, I like. It's 7.30. Like, is there any great shit happening at 7.30? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If there's some great shit happening that I know about to go do, mm-hmm. I'll go do it. But if there's not, go back to bed. Yeah. Wake me up at noon with some cool shit to do. Like, I don't, like what the fuck are we doing here? <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, you know, I'm not going to gym or something. I'm not going to cook some pancakes because pancakes are great. Like, I'm just going to do shit that makes me feel good all yeah. the time. Yeah. But, like, we talked about this last week. Like, it, yo. Know, so, like freedom is inherently selfish and being totally selfish is the greatest freedom mm-hmm. uh, and I've committed to being probably a level of selfish that most people would never be comfortable with mm-hmm. uh, I've been I've been told that all my life and I finally like learned to embrace it and like it's it's great it's fucking phenomenal <laughs> uh, I'm wildly selfish and by doing so like all I do is help other people with most of my time and I feel awesome about myself all the time it's great <laughs> you yeah. know I mean? see I, I, I always have this like I still, I still feel like I'm selfish and I'm self-centered. Um, and it, it, it you can't might, look that good and not be an ego. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like, so well, like here's the thing. Like I, well, like I don't feel like I don't have like super self, like high self-esteem or anything like that. Like I'm not very, very arrogant or like anything like that. But I have like this, this element of me where it's just like I feel like I'm not doing and, it, and maybe I think that's the difference mm. between like me I have this like thing in the back of my mind where I'm like I don't think I'm doing everything I can do and I'm trying to figure out oh, so no, I'm no, trying no, to solve that yeah so okay so this is where this is like where we where we meet kind of because like we have this element to where like what drives me is just like trying to solve this puzzle where I'm like trying to figure out how I can be the best I can be and how I can manifest like whatever energy that I have in me and like get that motivation in order to be like, oh, like zero in on something like, yes, this is it. And also find something that 
it's not like I'm not fucking like zeroing on some fucking bullshit. Like I would hate. Like if I, I think if I woke up and I was like the best stockbroker in the world, I would still be just as fuck. I'd be depressed as fuck. I wouldn't say like I'm not a depressed person. I was, but like I would be, I would be super depressed. Like yeah, like I've gave my life to being like just trying to make rich people richer, and I wouldn't feel like. And so like, but let's say like this podcast is just like fucking jumps off and like we just fucking getting like a million downloads i would feel you mean we're not a million listeners <laughs> hopefully jeez i thought i thought we were took off <laughs> episode two i thought we was out here man but Checks i start coming but i would feel like more satisfaction with that because i would feel like we are resonating with people and they're finding some clarity in their life based on whatever the fuck we're spewing out and they would be at least they would be like, oh, these guys are figuring it out, and yeah, no, I don't need to have my shit together yet. I don't need to have this whole like map planned out. And this is actually this map that like is based on my parents' bullshit, and <laughs> it's not the map that I should be following. I want to be like, you know, an actress, or like I want to be like, you know, I want to own my own like pastry shop, and like that's what's happening. Please, like, no more cupcakes, though. We already did <laughs> no, that. the world needs more cupcakes. Yeah, but like, sure. that's like, like that's what I'm more. I think you brought up an interesting point there, where like you could achieve success in certain avenues and find yourself depressed with what was at that precipice. I think more people are like that than not, not like that, though. I think I just hit that wall much sooner than most people. Mm-hmm. So I've struggled with depression all my life. It bounces around somewhere between depression and bipolar, depending on which mm-hmm. doctor you ask. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've, I've always kind of felt like I, like that's kind of the feeling I've had towards most things. It's like I get a step or two into it, and I'm just like, if I achieve great success at this, will I be happy or will mm-hmm. I just be bummed out I wasted a bunch of my time? And mm-hmm. I haven't found a single thing in the world that my answer to that is, if I did this and I was really good at this and I just grinded this out forever, mm-hmm. I'd be truly happy at the end. Because yeah. I don't think that, like, I, I even with like something like comedy, like, mm-hmm. it maybe for some, this is what I mean, for some people that's true, mm-hmm. but I, I look at it as like, you know, I, I love the idea of being a comedian, I'm also a writer, I, you know, I've been wanting to do a podcast for a long time. This mm-hmm. podcast jumps off, you have no idea how pumped I would be. Mm-hmm. And if I'm still recording a podcast with you 50 years from now, yeah. I'm not totally sure where I'd be pumped. pumped. Yeah. I don't think you can do anything for 50 years if you pump the vibe. But that's <laughs> what I mean. Like, so if, if you're the greatest comedian in the world, right? Or you have a 40 year career, mm-hmm. like, aren't you still, aren't most of those people jaded at the end? Like, there's a few, you know, the, the Betty Whites of the world who are just great fucking people, but like, the majority, like, Robin Williams killed himself. Think about that. Okay, well, I think, okay, so I think we're t- talking about, I think Robert, uh, no, Robert Robin Williams, Williams has a lot of yeah, other he has like some, issues, I yeah. think he had definitely, like, a chemical imbalance. He was chemical. Shout chem- out to all my fellow crazy people. <laughs> and so, like, and I think that has, and that's, like, that's a real, like, you would know better than I would. Like, that's, like, a real thing. Like, it, like oh, for sure. you're, you just have a chemical imbalance, man, and, like, and and maybe if he didn't have that, he wouldn't be as like as 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 humorous and as talented as he was. I feel like I have an element of that. Um, so what you mean to tell me is I'm way funnier than you, but you, <laughs> I'm also gonna die. So <laughs> probably. No, no. Here's the thing. Here, here's the, I, I feel like I have a I have that element. And I think in order to be funny, you and in, in order to have like to be like a certain level of of funny you almost have to have that little bit of like 
darkness or like self-deprecation. Or yeah, and this little bit of like, damn, I see things fucked up, and I don't know how and and how deep you dive into that that river is like okay, like I see things, and I I can admit like I just see things fucked up, and like I have to like I juggle that shit in my head, and then like. I spew it out, and sometimes it's funny, and sometimes it's, it's wacky conspiracy shit. But usually, like, to, you understand people well enough to be like, yeah, like, I'm not going to sound crazy when I say this shit, so I'm going to layer humor on top of it in order mm-hmm. for people to accept it. Um, but um, I think anything, anything you do for 50 years, they're like, it's going to get, you're going to be jaded as fuck. I feel like, if let's say, like, if I'm like, I become like the best comedian in the fucking world. Hmm. Um, I'm gonna reach only Chris Allen, best comedian in the world. Uh, Which is like I'm not even fucking close to that. I'm not even close to like being the best comedian in Rhode Island, which is small town. But uh, but I would once you reach to the point like so if if I'm Kevin Hart, Hmm. it's like at Kevin Hart's status, I'm financially good. I'm just like I'm just doing shit. I'm on my Rick Rubin shit. I'm just doing shit that makes me fuck. I'm passionate about, and I'm in control with it. So I'm not gonna do your silly fucking buddy cop movie. And I'm not gonna do a stand up every year. I'm gonna do the whole thing. I'm gonna drop man four years. Like I'll drop a so fucking out. That's my question though, yeah. right? How do you get to be Hove and not Kevin Hart? Because Kevin Hart drops two specials and five movies every year. Mm. Which like that's his that's his wave. He works his ass off. Yeah. But like he's very much that guy. Like he he took the sit up straight, get good grades approach to yeah. doing what he wanted to do. Yeah. Like, Kevin Hart's work ethic, it, like, not that I'm some sort of, like, you know, know it all about, no. like, the comedy no, community, he does, he but it's, like, renowned, the mm-hmm. work that guy puts in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and a lot of great comedians are like that. Like, mm-hmm. you, you know, talk, you know, Bill Burr talks all the time, you know, this dude spends fucking hours and hours a day writing jokes. Yeah. I could not fucking fathom. I would... I don't want to say I'd kill myself 10 minutes after I said yeah. I was by <laughs> Somebody's really going to call. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. That, that's, I don't know that I could do that. I, I, I think. Then again, I could see myself doing that for a podcast. So I'm like, maybe. I don't well, know. like, I think, I think there is a, uh, and so, like, I'm in this position right now to where I'm, like, I want to invest more in just, like, writing. So, like, I think it becomes, and, and, and I think this is confusing because I had this confusion as, like, as a teenager and as like in my twenties and so forth, where I just thought like, oh well, like you just have to like you gotta let's say you gotta you want to play basketball, you just gotta play basketball like three hours a day and go shoot free throws at lunch. Exactly, but it's like I don't think people realize that it's like a gradual thing. Like you start with like waking up like oh for fifteen minutes a day and just be like okay cool cool, and then like the next day like you do that for a few months, then it's like okay well like. 15 minutes is easy, so, like, I'm going to do a half an hour. Then you do that for, like, maybe, like, a year. And then you're like, okay, well, I can do 45 minutes. And then you've reached the moment where you're at, like, an hour. Because, like, you've conditioned it, and this is working, and your mind works like that, where you can condition your mind in these patterns. You can do a little bit more. Yeah, you exactly. You can't do everything. But you no can one, do a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, exactly. And no, no one, like, says that. And, like, I was, like, I was, um, I forget what I was, who I was reading or who I was watching, and they were just, like, like, progress, not perfection. 
So I think that's that, a big thing lately, but I'm I'm all about that. I'm a big yeah, fan. It of has it. to be, or you'll go crazy. You'll look at like you'll, and this is my biggest problem with like, and I just said like defying ones, like a great doc, documentary. But like this is reverse engineer. So like you look at all the shit that like Jimmy Iovine and Dr. Dre has done, and it's reverse engineered to like to pick out the the magical moment. They laid this fucking they beautiful music over it they put on these these fucking throwback shit and it mm. seems like it's fucking poetry and motion like every even like how could this not have happened yeah even the downs seem like they were just like oh this was meant Romantic. to be but this is reverse anything a documentary anything you see like a, a special is like reversing mm. in the air so they took all that shit but they don't show that like yo like Shit, I mean, in this one they did, they showed like how many times Jimmy Iovine got fired from jobs and shit like that, which I think is important. And then like Dre's and shit, like his crashes and his, you know, running with the laws and leaving death row. But like, that is like the, that's the grind. So it's a majority of that shit. It's a majority of being like not feeling worthy enough, feeling like not ambitious and like wanting to go back to sleep and sometimes failing and going back to sleep and like you know i think the majority of it is that was like little sparks that are highlighted of like success how how let me ask you like how long have you been because you're clearly like a gym guy you go to the yeah. gym often how yeah. long have you been like a gym guy uh so so <laughs> my gym sit is like crazy so like i've always like my dad was always in the gym so like i used to go like with him and shit like that and we used to ball and shit like that like with adults and shit no, I, I mean always, like, like, as a, like an adult though. as an adult like i was always a fat ass kid and i was all i was fat as fucking college so i got fat as shit so i was like in college i was like fucking like Probably three hundred pounds. Get the like fuck my, out of here, I dude. shit you oh, not, dude. All right. I, I, I wouldn't you look. Were fat shit. Yeah, I would. <laughs> I wouldn't look. At, I remember this specifically. I looked at the scale. Uh, I don't right, know you nearly well enough to say that. I'm sorry. That yeah, no, 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 no. This is true. I looked at the scale. I got on the scale one day at the gym, and that was like two eighty, and I was like, "Fuck, I got fat." And this was like freshman year. I put on like freshman like. I get the freshman sixty, bro. Yeah. so I feel you. So I was like, I was like, fuck. And I, and that year I just like was on drought central and I was like this is not working. So that was like Christmas time. So like after that I was like fuck it dude. I just I just I got slow metabolism. Like I got just gotta stay in the gym. Like this is like I like some people got fucking like health problems and like and some people like has like shit they gotta deal with like on a daily basis. I was like yeah like I put on weight easily. I gotta fucking work out every day. It's just like what my thing. So that was like at. 19 I think Alright so, so it's been like, like a yeah. minute for you Yeah so like right. But I fluctuate in weight And shit like that I go on vacation I put on like I'm like right now I'm probably like Like 15 pounds Like have more 15 pounds more Than I like Feel comfortable with But like yeah Since I was like 19 I'm just like yeah I'm gonna just Go to the gym every day And sometimes I'll be like Up and down Like but like I never got up to like That like 280 mark Like the most I'll get like 230 Which I'm probably at Like right now and then, like, I would, like, go, like, a couple months, and I'll drop down to, like, 210, 215, 200, and shit like that. So, but. the reason I bring it up is, like, you mentioned this idea of incremental progress. Mm -hmm. I, like, I didn't grow up with anyone who was, like, a real, like, gym person. I, you know, mm -hmm. 
by the time I was like playing sports at like a high school level where you would be like in the gym and shit, like I was bouncing around schools and all that other shit, like I you know, I you know never got like a real sport experience, so I never learned how to work out. Mm-hmm. Even like college, like you know, I, I fucking smoked weed and partied, man. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't like, I wasn't like an athlete or yeah. anything. So. I never learned how to work out. It's like one of my big fears for a long time. Was like I didn't want to be, especially like at 6'1", 200 plus pounds. Yeah. You can't be in the gym and not know what you're doing. Yeah. Like people are gonna clown you, or at the very least, like point and laugh. Yeah. Like, that's just like that's an accepted reality. Yeah. And as somebody who you know, well documented in this podcast, only does shit he wants to do. Yeah. The idea of getting up, going to a place where I was almost guaranteed to be ridiculed, yeah. do a bunch of shit I don't know how to do, which I also won't be very good at. Yeah. Like. That was like a big, like major mental block for me. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, first time I went to the gym as an adult, I went with my roommate Kevin, and I couldn't do like I did like I got through like six setups, and I, I had like an ab spasm, and I uh-huh. literally couldn't get off the floor. Like yeah. I couldn't pick, I couldn't stand up. Yeah. And he's just sitting there laughing at me, and I'm uh-huh. like, "This is terrible. This is the worst thing ever." Yeah. Now I say that to say. I'm not at a point now, uh, I injured my leg a couple weeks ago, but uh, I'm back up to about five five to seven miles a week. I was doing about 10 to 15 every week. Mm-hmm. So I run about 10 to 15 miles a week. Mm-hmm. I bike probably another 20. Mm-hmm. I lift three or four days a week. Mm-hmm. If you had told me that yeah. three, four years ago. Oh, you'd be like, no. Is that not a fucking chance. Yeah. And the only way it got there was, you want to talk little by little, Doug? Yeah. You know how many times I spent secretly on, like, a subway with, like, my phone turned all tucked <laughs> in like this on a Pinterest board following some girl oh. I used to date's Pinterest? Like, yeah. oh, that's how you get abs? Yeah, dude. Cool. And it was, like, you know what I mean? It took, like, a year and a half of me doing abs, like, once a month at my house before I ever went to a gym. Yeah. And it's, like, but every step of that counted. Yeah. Because I, w- like... I'm 200 pounds now. I've been 200 pounds since freshman year of college. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's been eight years. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, that's, I guess, like, I couldn't, you can't, you know, the whole you can't see the forest for the trees type thing. It's like when you're looking at it in front of you, it just feels like another thing that sucks. Yeah, it does. And I guess getting back to our whole conversation, to put a nice little bow on that, Mm -hmm. about, like, why people stay in the rat race Mm -hmm. is because, like, well, what's in front of you, you, you hope just doing that will be enough to get you where you want to go. Mm. Uh, and I never believed in that. I don't believe that in most walks of life. Mm. But in the past, it's been about two and a half years now. I've been like, uh, and it was on and off. Like I got real serious for like six months and then was off for like a year. Now I've been back in the gym pretty significantly for about six months. Mm. And the one thing that's taught me more than anything else is that level of perseverance. Yeah. It's like... I know if I go and I do this thing today, I'll be able to do this thing tomorrow. Exactly. Uh, and I didn't, I didn't believe that when I started working out. Yeah. I didn't believe that if I, you know, really go there and embarrass myself benching 15-pound plates or whatever, mm-hmm. that, like, when I come here a month from now, I'll be able to put up 25s yeah. and one day up, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm in the gym, like, confidently putting up, you know, yeah. 50s, 75. I'm like, yeah. shit, okay, like, yeah, kind of like this. This is, I can feel this. Yeah. Like, and, like, you don't, no one encourages you to do that in the rest of your life. No, and I, it's I the think, best thing about sports. I think I, it, when the, the one thing you said, like encouragement, like someone said it. I'm not sure. I forget who said it. it was just like, like get encouragement to for like, and they were talking about artists. Like it goes a long way. Just like to be like, to meet someone young, you'd be like, yeah, like you're good at this. You can do this. Like yeah, it sucks now, but you can do that. It's just like one of the things that if you don't have that naturally like that little bit of seed planted in someone can be like yo what can get them like ambitious and amped up to be like oh yeah like i can do this shit 
But like for like working out, like it's always been like I, I just like stopped like thinking about the results and shit. I was just like, I'm just gonna go here and I'll figure it out in like a couple but that, years. But that's exactly the secret, isn't it? It's like yeah. you were just talking about the encouragement for like an artist. Yeah. The the major issue with the way we encourage kids nowadays mm. is like and because success has gotten younger and younger in this generation, mm. it's like if you're say you're twenty, right? Mm. And you've been you've been writing music since you were 13, 14 years old. You've always been super passionate about yeah. music. You're 20 years old now. You're six years in, right? Mm-hmm. For most people, anyone who understands the career arc of music in like a realistic sense, mm-hmm. you understand that 20 is still very new, and you have lots of dues to pay yeah. and mistakes to make, and shows to play, and lots of things, right? Mm-hmm. If you're a 20 year old kid who like isn't getting schooled on that, yeah. and you turn on the TV and you see 80 percent of pop is under 21, yeah. You're feeling like you missed your window. Yeah, and especially at that age, can you feel like oh god, you're at the that pressure to be cool like, is yeah. unreal. And like everything is just like if something happens, it's like oh, this is the end of the world. Like I can't like I can't deal with this now. Like your girl breaks up with you or something like that. It's like oh, how am I ever gonna like everything is so final and definite at that age. But I, I and that's like one of my like. I have like so much like oh well if I knew it was like gonna be like this at that age like I would handle things so much different. <laughs> Wouldn't we all? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but it's difficult. I mean, and I think it was just part of the game that you had to maneuver through that. Because even as a child, when you're 20, who the fuck do you listen to? You don't listen to shit. Like exactly. you know everything. Who you gonna listen to? You know, which is like it's not, that's the most old person statement I'll say. Yeah, but uh, it's really it's shit. Really like and like shit, it just man. gets realer with age. Yeah. Like I'm does. sure when I'm 40, I'll look back and be like when I was 27, I didn't listen to anybody. I think I'm mad open minded now. No, I, I I I hope, and I'm getting to that point now. It's just like oh, like no one I don't know shit and no one else does like I'm actually writing the fucking joke right now and like the whole premise is like oh like so like I get it now like we're just all pretending like yeah. everyone's pretending like they got it figured out we're like we're all lying to each other right like why don't we saying that like I haven't figured out how I'm gonna make that shit funny but like the whole premise is just like yeah the big lie just, of adulthood yeah, yeah we're just all we're just all six year olds just like Figuring it out, like... You, you know when you figure that out for real? And, uh, you, you, you said you're 33, right? Yeah. So I, I know you have friends in this book. Yeah. Parenting. Oh, yeah. I swore my entire life yeah. parents were real adults, right? Oh, they yeah. take care of kids. Yeah. They pay bills. They own houses. They do things. Yeah. Have you talked to your friends who are parents? Oh, yeah. They are all fucked up. Yeah. Like, I only have, I only have like... Well, the ones who are good parents suck to hang out with, by the way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I have, like, I have one boy, like, my closest friend, and he's, I know, like, he's always, like, he's always been, like, the responsible one. Mm. So, like, he, I, and I haven't been around him and his kids. He has twins, so, like, I don't even know how good, I'm assuming he's a good parent because he's, he's, he's always. a genuine good guy. Yeah, he's just a good guy. He's just, like. Like, he always had that, like, responsible, like, level-headedness to him. So, so I, I legit know. But then, but I look at, like, some of the, like, <laughs> like, 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 some of the people who, like, yeah, like, if, like, this, like, the state came and was, like, like, you meet, like, a girl that, like, the state came and was, like, yo, like, you can't have any animals. Like, no dogs, <laughs> no cats. Like, we're banned Everyone in the community would be, like, all right, we're cool. Then you find out they have, like, three kids. Right. Like, these are, like, those are the people raising kids. You couldn't take like, care of a cat. Yeah, exactly. And you're just like, God damn, those kids. Are Not to fun. say that I could take care of a cat, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I, I, There's a reason I don't have pets. 
Well, it's a choice. Right. It's like I'm not at the position right now where I want to take care of a cat. So why would I have a kid? I don't want a goldfish. Uh, but like some people just fucking pop out kids. And then you had this like when you were young, it's like, oh yeah, that's a mom and like that mom's responsible. But like no, that mom's irrational, she's crazy. So like third baby daddy. Especially in our generation crazy. where everything's documented dog. <laughs> yeah. It's man. like I see mom's house like I saw a Facebook photo of you doing lines like two years ago. Yeah. Like you got a kid? We're gonna we're gonna enter this and this is like probably a whole nother podcast about like this zone we're in right now 20 years from now so and i and i haven't just, oh, you mean when all the adults have a documented online history yes like when every, i try to run for office and somebody listens to this podcast where every <laughs> where, where everything is has been documented yeah and i think and we're almost to that point right now because like trump is a great example and trump is like the forefront of this where you have to be like, oh yeah, like we see in like 2015, you did a line of blow. And you just be like, yeah, what the fuck are you talking about? You have to like. It is my, the literally only good thing about Donald Trump's presidency. That I is, completely that is agree it. with that. That is it. So where these people who have, have, have been able to maneuver themselves and set up this false imagery of themselves and like, and, and, and with, a few blemishes, but still be able to like hold that brand on. Like I'm a good Christian Democrat from Louisiana, and you know whatever. I've uh, never stepped out on my wife. Exactly. She's the only girl I dated in high school. And you, I love her through and through. Exactly. Fuck the gays. And, and, and you won't. <laughs> and you won't be able to do that yeah, anymore. Not and here's the, and here is like what's happening for information, and I don't know whether it's information or whether um, I'm just at the age where I just know like there is no fucking perfect marriage. I don't know I don't know any ever relationships. I know probably like I, I can probably count on my fucking hand like where like a relationship that where there wasn't like like some level of scandal and infidelity. Exactly. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. And like, That's what, only... like everybody's got a relationship issue, a drug issue, like yeah. a, a citizenship issue. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you have a past. And yeah, it, like, exactly. I go back and forth on this because mm-hmm. as somebody with a very checkered past, like my biggest fear in the world is like, say this podcast takes off and mm-hmm. there's going to be a bunch of Twitter trolls who fucking hate us. Mm-hmm. And like all of a sudden, a bunch of people are going to go dig up my entire past and like, mm-hmm. I'm going to get fucking incarcerated or fucking killed or some shit yeah. I don't know uh, <laughs> you know what I mean like I, that was a, like a major concern of mine but at the same time it's like I hope we get to a point where that shit don't matter I think we're we're, you know we're I mean? tippy toeing like, on that time but, I feel like. but could you really like I, I'm trying to think of what would be acceptable and this is what's so fascinating about the Trump thing right mm. like you rewind this four years and say like mm. could you imagine a presidential candidate talking about grabbing vaginas and that being cool Dude, grabbing like, vagina you're on your like what third or fourth wife uh, she's like third or fourth wife. And you got kids with all of them. Exactly. She's significantly younger than. Anything. And I'm she's not gonna be like the like. Could you imagine if Obama did guy? But like, yeah. could you imagine if literally any politician, any left or right, in the history of America had? You you could not do it without embracing the fact that like yeah, this is all. Re- I mean, that's what like that's the the crack. That's the crack in the glass of being like yeah, all this shit's ridiculous. Yeah. Like the fact that you think that these guys in the last. 50-some presidents you voted for are not saying the same. They're just better at hiding it. Didn't you know? Bush get arrested in college for doing blow or some shit? Yeah. Like, like a, a bunch of, of Exactly. Like, 
Like, for the fact that, like, you think that, like, these guys weren't in their 20s, like, acting crazy. Like, I guarantee if you, like, to examine fucking Bill Clinton so and the Clintons my, and shit question, like though. that. Is it we start accepting it or we start documenting it less? Which happens first? I think that, I think it gets documented. So, I think we're already at the point where we're not, we're not gonna care about it as much but i think the documents gonna be out there as long as it's press as long as it's media as long as it's oh no what i'm saying is like oh. self-documentation right like a lot of the reason a lot of that shit's gonna get out there in 10 to 15 years mm-hmm. is because we all put it on snapchat instagram and like text it to one each other mm-hmm. it's in the fucking cloud linked to my gmail account that i don't know about you know what I mean? mm-hmm. like all that shit so like when we get to that point when like our generation, or God forbid, the ones ten years younger than us, mm. are you know running for office and you know making up school boards, mm. et cetera, et cetera. Like all, all of those people have all of their fuck shit on the internet. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. Now, do we stop? Like, w- will the next generation just see that and stop documenting it? Will okay. that like turn back the clock on that? So I think a couple things either either happen. Uh, no, I think that like. Just you're gonna continue. We did. We've opened up Pandora's box. Where like it's out there. There's gonna be complete transparency. To it is only gonna get more transparent as the years go by. What I think will happen is that people will just have to accept that shit. And like if you run for office, like when you, I think when you, we, because you go like your twenties, you don't really care. You just post shit. You don't yeah. think about like, oh, I'm gonna be running for office. I post mad shit. Yeah. Yeah, I, I legitimately get worried about, like, people... I can't even... Like, people going to find my personal social media account. I'm... But you're going to be co-host shopping in about six months, bro. Like, <laughs> bad shit's going to happen. But here's just, I, I think you just have, like... Just, sh- like, shit that... We still doing braces. It was part of the gig. Yeah, there's shit that, like, I posted that, like, I wouldn't post. I'm a different fucking person than I, I was five years ago. I'm a different person than I was fucking one year ago. So it's like the, as well you for, should be exactly. So for anyone to be like, if you're smart, you know that like, look, yeah, I've done some stupid shit in the past, and like, I'm I've grown from that. I want my leaders that have done stupid shit. If you're, and I want them have to have grown from that, rather than like I, this this ideal of like a leader that's like, oh, from like Flawless birth to like, yeah, I've been perfect. It's like I don't want that guy. I want fucking. Like a guy that's been through the shit and came out and just been like, yeah, I've been through the shit. I want the Jay-Z that like... What I'm curious to see is like, what is acceptable and what isn't and like, which follows which? Because like, for example, like, do we accept, do we accept leaders who've sold drugs? We accept that in in lots of areas of mainstream culture Mm -hmm. now. So say that happens, right? Mm -hmm. Do we then accept leaders who did drugs? I, I do think, we accept leaders who are doing drugs? Well, I think it's independent on the drugs? leader. Which drugs? It depends. It Which de- leader? Exactly. I Which mean, part of the country? Mary you know I mean? Mary ran for office, ran for mayor of D.C. and won after, like, doing crack and being convicted. And so, like, and if you, and like, I mentioned, like, Crime Town, uh, the podcast in Rhode Island, that uh, uh, Buddy Siansky. Yeah, Buddy Siansky got arrested for, like, uh, assault and kidnapping and shit like that. Served time, came out, ran for mayor of Providence. Got to it's that's all the that's, greatest term. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that that's all. I mean, that's all branding and marketing yeah. and shit like that. So I feel I think like it's whoever if you can brand that and you can market that, people are dumb enough to fucking vote for you. So I don't think like I feel like you can probably I can I at this point 
the a convicted murderer, if they can run for office, I think if they can sell their story, then they can. I feel like Jay Z in like ten years could easily run for an office position yeah, and get it. Oh, yeah. I think Jay Z could run for office now. You're gonna tell me Jay Z couldn't get no, a Senate seat? No, he's Gucci. I think. I think he. Yeah, could I think he could. Go. Yeah, all Brooklyn be out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I don't. I don't think he's gonna do rags. He be. That would be fair. Could you imagine Jay Z running for like senator in New York? He would get it. He would probably get it too. I don't. He could at least get a house seat. Yeah. He could definitely be a rap. Now, uh, a whole another question is just like, one, and this is what I think like Obama's uh, situation is, and like. I think, and like J. Cole kind of said this in a couple of his songs, I think like Obama had this like idealistic uh, way that like the presidency was going to happen and like, and I think Trump is actually facing the same shit. Mm. Then you get in there and you're just like, you find all these like elements that you couldn't even perceive and it's probably like we said before, like these powerful families that have been mm moving pieces for around these Rothschilds and these these DuPonts and these fucking... Congratulations yeah. on your election. We own you now, nigga. Yeah. It's actually... <laughs> it's just le- and I doubt they even say it like that. It's just but, uh, like... That's, yeah, that's it's what I'm like, saying. Like, like, they never say it, but that's what it is. Yeah. And when you like... Like, when you look at like the money that like the Rothschilds and the DuPont... I, like, the Rothschilds, it's like, you don't even know how much money they have. It's, it's in the trillions. How they own all the banks. Exactly. <laughs> and so, and so like... And, and so let's okay hypothetically speaking like so the federal reserve which is like not anything with the government it's an independent entity and like you have all these banks who are invest who are invested in it and you have a few major f- families who own the majority share of it if you come into office and you're like yeah i'm the president of the united states and then you sit down with these guys and like look like we don't get. We made our money. I'll, we'll let this whole fucking society collapse unless you do A, B, C. Like you think they won't run in this White House and fucking murder you? They'll string you up by your balls. You think you don't own shit? And then he's like, "Oh fuck." Mm-hmm. And so like they're like, "Yo, we need you to do A, B, C, and then like we'll keep this level. We'll do this, and then like we'll keep this whole machine going." Which, as we said in the beginning, like it's all based on bullshit. Like gold. Like it's just promises in this paper, and it's just like this. Soon to collapse system, but, or are you, but are you gonna call that bluff? That's what I mean. Like, nobody is, nobody's gonna nope. sit down at that table, that and look at those 12 they, people yeah. who run the entire world's fucking economy. Exactly, like, nah, exactly. you don't, you don't, yeah, they're just like, you don't no have one a has move. that faith you in don't have a move. man. They're so entrenched in into this world that they're just so they're in the blood they're just fucking like engulfed in it it's just like they can't do shit you just gotta be like yeah i got you and you gotta go out to that podium and look confident and say what you're gonna do and then you don't have it you don't have those moves you don't have those moves the only (laughs) this outside this sounds like crazy the only way that happens it's like someone who's just like like a fucking like you would need like a fucking Superman to be like oh well I'll just kill you like you would need like super uh, legit like uh, Superman just like oh, full just... conspiracy yeah Elon Musk invents some sort of super skin oh turns yeah. himself into a superhero yep takes over the world yeah that's the only way it happens I, or, I see it or, or he's like he has like 
He had like uh, Elon. Elon. He builds this super spidey like suit. Like he got, he got the he e suit. Yeah. He's like, oh no. Like he's like, yeah. And he runs for president and like he wins and he puts on the suit. And he's just like, no, he's like, no. We we're in we're in, we're engulfed in all these systems. We'll collapse. It's like yeah. Well then I'll just murder you all. <laughs> and then they're like, oh okay yeah. <laughs> then he like rips one of their heads off just to prove that he can do it. Oh Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> this has been arguably the most depressing podcast of my it life. It is, but this is the reality. This we just broke down the entire, like, <laughs> yeah. systematic structure of what's wrong with the capitalist infrastructure yeah, of the world and why money isn't real. Yeah, and we're probably going to be assassinated. Yeah, we definitely dying, like, yeah. soon. They're just Bill Cosby, us. Oh, I don't know Bill Cosby. I mean, you know, there's a lot of evidence against him. I don't know. Oh, yeah, no, I'm not. De- let me clear that up. That was not. A, hey, I'm defending Bill Cosby. That was a, hey, please don't drag me through a Bill Cosby situation. But here's here's the thing: if they want, if, my feminist brain will be all the way fucked up. But okay, uh, we'll take this onto another podcast. But I'm just saying, hypothetically, if you wanted to destroy someone, that would be the easiest way to do it. I mean, you can just get you pay fifty women to say, "Yeah, he fucking he 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 raped us." There is no, I'm not fucking, I'm not standing behind you. Like I, Bill Cosby would be my, be my uncle. I'd be like, "No, nah, nigga, I'm not uh, rocking with you." You, you said women. that, so I have I have to get this question on the record. Do you think Bill Cosby did it, or do you think he's getting set up? I don't know. Then this that is and this is that's why it's the, if it it was a setup. It's the perfect setup because even with that, it's just overwhelming amount of women. And I just can't think that that many women, they could drag that many women without one of them flipping eventually. Uh, see, I just don't, it's, that, that was the big, see, I don't know. Cause we, we spent the entire podcast on these conspiracy theories mm. and now I'm kind of feeling some type of way mm. where it's like, on the one hand, I have trouble believing Bill Cosby raped 50 people yeah. and nobody said shit till now. Yeah, a black man in the 60s, 70s, that's what I mean. 80s raping all these women. Yeah. Well, but on the flip side, I can't believe that 50 women accused the dude of rape. Exactly. And he didn't rape nobody. It's mind-blowing. Like, 50's a lot, my nigga. Like, three or four, I get it. That happens yeah. to a lot of people. 50. Five or six, that's looking shady, but, like, Bill's Bill, maybe. Yeah. I'll wait for the evidence. You yeah. get into double digits, like, you get into sketchy territory. Yeah, exactly. I, I just... And that is not a topic, it, like, it, I should ever speak on, because, like, I'm sure I'm a wild douchebag to plenty of women, but, like... Yeah. Nah, like and, that's and you not... don't want to... You don't want to... He, he was... Also, let's clear. He was accused of roofing and, like... Raping unconscious. This isn't like your garden variety. Like, yeah. oh, like we had a few drinks. Like, I thought she was into it, and like maybe I misread the situation. Yeah. This was like, no, I'm putting quaaludes, actual yeah. quaaludes, because yeah. this is the '80s. Yeah. Quaaludes in your cocktails, yeah. and you wake up eight hours later and your ass hurts. Yeah. Like, I'm not buying that. Fifty people made up yeah. that story. That's, that's a wild that's story. That's tough. The whole thing, and I don't. Yeah, I just, I just. I'm happy I don't have to have an opinion on it, and I'm happy just like no, something. No, you know what I'm happy for? I'm happy I didn't grow up watching the Cosby Show. Oh yeah, because I, I did. Bill Cosby I did. ain't shit to me. I don't know Bill Cosby except for him telling oh, me to man, pull my pants no. up when I was twelve. Yeah. So fuck Bill Cosby. Yeah. And now I can yeah. say fuck Bill Cosby the rapist. So yeah. that shit feels great to me. See, I grew <laughs> up with Bill Cosby, Bill. Dude, and so like, I wish that you can like take my image of Bill Cosby and just like see it the way. Like that'd be like finding out like Michael Jordan raped fifty women. No, it would be like. Finding out that Will Smith raped 50 women. Damn. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's whoa. That's tough. And so like that's tough. Like Will Smith, please tell me you did not rape any yeah, women, and that's not that's, what all those divorce rumors with Jada were about. That's, please that's, don't do that to me, my dog. Yeah, that's that's the equivalent. And, probably, and I will tell you this: if fifty women said Will Smith raped them, I'd be like, I think it was a conspiracy. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I'm not sure I'd buy it. Yeah, to be honest. Exactly. So, wow. you, would, you just blew my fucking mind. Exactly. With that. Right. Damn. Yep. Yep. So like, I'm the back away from the microphone because I'm shoving yeah, so Exactly. So so like that's where like. If, if, and, and like Will Smith is like my hero. Like, there's only a few people where I'm just like, that's oh, like my. You say Will Smith's your hero, dude. That's my dude, man. Like Will Smith is my G. Like my like. I fuck with Will Smith heavy, clearly. But yeah, like, that's it, man. Will Smith, like. Actually, yeah, I gotta say, yeah. Okay, here's what I think. This, this, like Will Smith is just yeah. like the man. Like as a black dude who's like in that zone where like he's cool, he's but he's not like he's not like hood. He's not hood, but he's still this cool element he's done everything he's smart he's like dude he's the, he's the g and he's like great movies fucking like he's he's a g weird ass fucking kids but you know who am i to judge yo you want to talk about idol yo jaden smith is my spirit and oh, that's my guy dude, that he's a fucking, fucking maniac I yeah love that he's kid. he's a he's a outlet i respect it because he has this like element about him that just like is so free so i respect that of him especially as a young dude i love it that whole like, bit i was getting on earlier about like the the selflessness of selfish uh, behavior. Yeah. I feel like he just embodies that yeah. whole way. Like yeah. he does exactly what he wants to do all of the time. Yeah. And all he seems to want to do is point out why that like other people who are marginalized and like shed out of society should like be more important to the rest of us. And yeah. like whatever he can do to call your attention to that is what yeah. he does. And I just think that's ill as shit well, for like a 16 okay. year old. Well, yeah. How old well, you can, is. you can, he can afford to do that be only yeah, because he's rich because Will Smith's kid. and he's Will Smith's kid. But when you got to go to the guy Crenshaw and you got to fight niggas for that, it's like, man, fuck this. I ain't fighting these niggas every day because I want to be free. And because the mass whoop is in, <laughs> you can't go, you can't do that. Like you go to Crenshaw, you go, you in Detroit, you in Chirac, like, you don't get Jaden Smith. You only get Jaden Smith in this one equation. Hey, my nigga, you seen some of the hairstyles coming out of Chicago lately? Jaden Smith yeah. might have some influence. Shit, There's man. a lot of blonde hip dreadlocks in yeah, Chicago. Yeah, but these I days. guarantee they had the bitches body. love Sosa, bro. They, yeah, but I guarantee they had to catch a few bodies in order Facts. to like to wear that. And they, and I guarantee you have the conversation. With oh, them, yeah. bro, put well. I used to I used to wear size forty jeans and sag them shits off my ass. Uh, I wear capris yeah. to work now. Yeah, like it's a different type of expression <laughs> when you're in a safer environment. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So that yeah, yeah, he can be free because he can afford to be free because of who he is and who his dad is and mm. his wealth. But uh, you take Jaden Smith from birth and you put him in. And um and Chirac or you put, put him, him in, in any D, family that's not like, Will Smith. Yeah, you put him in eight miles. Like you don't have fuck. He can't afford to do that because them ass whoopings gonna be waiting for him. And this there's something about like that bullying and that and and that and that fear of fucking being embarrassed at that age where it's just in, it's just like especially in that age where you're like developing and shit. It's like nah man, fuck that. Like I ain't taking these ass whooping. Like I'm gonna go here. Keep it cool, like oh, this is what's popping. Like yeah, I'm gonna do this. But I guess to that point, that's that's what I think is so important about people like Jaden Smith. Yeah. People like Lil Yachty. Yeah. Like people like I look at their their like art. Yeah. That shit ain't for me. Yeah. Like I know you don't make that shit. Their expression. But what I make, what I love about that is you're making it cool to be that. Now. Yeah. Where yeah. like 
Well, if you from Compton and you out here, you some 16-year-old kid who wants to be like wild, free-spirited, fucking little Yachty-esque with your beads in your hair yeah. and shit. Yeah, you used to get the shit kicked out of you. Yeah. And now, you like setting it off on the dance floor parties and like yeah. bitches is fucking with you. Yeah. And like niggas don't want to shoot you anymore. And, like yeah. you ain't getting run up on for your sneakers yeah. instead of you helping niggas design sneakers yeah. and launch lives. Like that shit's dope to me. Yeah. Like that's so much more positive. It is. I And I respect it too. I, I love that element. And I think it, as 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 information moves and as like social media becomes bigger and you can find those zones online even in the net and you're, mm-hmm. you can go you can live on 8 Mile and then you can like you can live on 8 Mile but live online yeah exactly you can find your like click online and shit like that and then so uh, Midwest but, Wi-Fi is sketchy yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah I mean hopefully we get to this point where everyone's a little bit more open and shit but yeah, I don't, I don't know where they're yet. We're just seeing cracks in that glass of y- little Yachty's and Jaden Smith's and shit like that. I would more respect little Yachty and like Uzi Vert who had to mm-hmm. do it, and, and even like a young thug who had to do it from the A and from like these oh, good ass yeah. environments. And they had to like, they had, there was risk to their expression. Although I will say, I did, I did not know this until very recently. You know, Atlanta is like, Pretty much like black gay mecca, apparently. Yeah, yeah. I lived in Atlanta. Oh, did you? I did, yeah, I did, yeah, I did, yeah, I, yeah. I did yeah. not know, like, because, like, you were, I feel like there are very few uh, portrayals of, like, black gay men in general. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't know any, no. like, especially where I'm from in Boston, there is no, like, black gay scene. No. You know what I mean? So, like, I didn't know those existed. Yeah. yeah so no. that was, like, dope to me to find out Atlanta is just, like, fucking yeah. got that popping. Yeah, like, that's, yeah, like, a yeah. thing they, they, they do their thing now, And so man. when I, when, yeah, that's they, one of the things about Young Thug, when I first heard, like, he was gay, I was like, oh, that's insurance. Like, yeah. there's gay rappers now that I, like, heard that. I was like... Put two and two together. Like, yeah, that seems like it's lame. My nigga killing it. Yeah. Gay doesn't make music for me. Not because he's gay. I, just, I don't like his music. Yeah. But like, I don't. Like, I get it. I just don't like his voice. Um, yeah, I don't like any of it. I don't like that. It's just like the whiny like, mumble. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm, it's I'm like, good. dude, I'm Gucci. Yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, no, Atlanta is like, Atlanta is definitely, like, they have their own. They own, and they'll run up on you like don't don't oh yeah yeah, yeah. they'll get it popping too they know it. Bro. yeah then no doubt <laughs> don't get yeah, it they, they, don't, they'll body you out there too <laughs> my bandana do matter my yeah, boxes exactly. nigga what's good Gucci <laughs> bandana <laughs> uh, but yeah um, no Atlanta Atlanta's just so like it has so much different like Atlanta's a whole different world dude that place is, is lit it's freaking like so much expression, so much, and it's, Atlanta's so weird. It's like even hard to describe. It's like I feel everywhere. like Atlanta is like Black Austin. They call it Black Hollywood. So. I've heard that. I don't think it's Hollywood though. It's, I think Hollywood's already black enough to be Black Hollywood. I mean, like not in it. Yeah, yeah, I feel you from like the ownership standpoint yeah, on that. Exactly. But I just feel like the like Atlanta feels more authentic to me than Hollywood does. Yeah, but it's weird because okay. It, and this is like we we've been bouncing all over the place. Yeah, it's, we it's, all over the place. It's um, Atlanta is st- still like it's it's mixed up. It has like a lot of different like elements because yeah, it has a, a huge like it's, it has a black gay mecca. It has like uh, entertainment section. It has a great nightlife, but it's still the South. So you had these rooted elements of like this still like. Of people's like thinking and shit like that like you can't like I still think like Atlanta which is like progressive like I don't even feel like Atlanta 
Atlanta doesn't feel like the South, like Alabama will feel like the what, South. What Just in Atlanta. What people down there tell me is that, like, there's Atlanta and then there's Georgia. Exactly. You know I mean? Like, if you're in Atlanta, you're good. You as soon as you leave the city, it's a yeah, different you, place. You're in the South. Like, yeah. and, like, there's still, like, I mean, Atlanta is, like, still have, like, you still have a, a large portion of that, like, society that's still, like, in, they have that South, Southern, hmm. super Baptist, like, roots of their like thinking and shit like that and then there's perception so you get to all these different mixes and matches of like personalities and like cultures and per- perspective and then you have a ton of people from new york and from louisiana and from uh, mm. from north carolina and from like ohio and chicago still it's such a weird element to where like you don't know what you like when you pro someone you don't necessarily know what you're gonna get because it's gonna be based on where they're from, and they're like, that's a, yeah. like, that's kind of like being college age in Boston. You know what I mean? Yeah, Everybody exactly. in Boston who's eighteen so, to twenty four is from somewhere else. Yeah, you have exactly. no clue what you're getting. Yep, exactly. Yep, one hundred percent. But yeah, it's all confusing. Alright. Well, I feel like we bounced around about a million. We and one did. Different things. I think we're on almost like another two hours. Jesus. Uh, all right. Yeah. So. A, if you listeners out there have any shit you want us to cover in our next episode, oh, yeah. we should definitely do that. Uh, suggestions are always welcome. Questions are even better. Uh, I love giving unsolicited advice, so if you'd like to solicit some instead, I can definitely yeah. do that. Well, more confusion in your life. Yeah. Well, yeah. You want to fuck <laughs> up your entire worldview and possibly get arrested, ask me what you should do in your next situation. Yeah. Uh, I'll have a bit. I want to get to on Catholic weddings because I went to my first Catholic wedding ever last weekend, so we'll do that next episode. Uh, you got any dates coming up? Anything you want to shout out? Yeah, uh, I'm this Sunday, which I don't know when we're putting this out, but uh, whenever I'll be at the Comedy Connection on Sunday what? So July 16th. All right. Uh, July 23rd. This is Rhode Island Comedy Connection, July 16th, July 23rd, uh, July 27th, and August 6th. Um, I'll be up in Boston doing some dates soon. Two be that'll be in the next podcast once I book those. But Comedy Connection in Rhode Island, Providence area, slide through, give me a holler. Uh, we'll get it popping. Uh, we should give uh, the email. So yes, yes, yeah, yes. Check uh, for any user questions, suggestions, anything like that. <clears throat> you can get us at the late two numeral two work podcast at gmail.com. Also, make sure you check us out on Twitter, underscore late two work. Again, that's with the numeral two in between. Uh, we're on SoundCloud, same thing, right? Yeah. Late two late work. To, late to work. All yeah. right, late two work with the numeral two because we're doing it real 2000s out here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, catch us on all the socials. We're on YouTube, SoundCloud, Twitter. Uh, like I said, you can get us at the Gmail there as well with the podcast and the name. Uh, yeah. Get him at. Only, Only Chris, Chris Allen. Allen. Catch me at uh, mgainer22. And we'll be back with more for you guys next week. Yeah. Episode 2, do a little more. Email us. And especially you're in the area, dude. We'd love to hear back from you. Hopefully meet up with some people who listen in and have them as guests and shit. So, yeah. All right. Yes. I forgot we're going to do guests. Yeah, uh, maybe eventually. a couple episodes. Yeah, like we'll do like know. five or so episodes. It's like, I don't want to do guests who have cool people to interview. Yeah, exactly. So that's like, why we. If you feel worthy of being a guest on this podcast, you let us know yes, and we'll decide. Like, submit, <laughs> submit your resume. We'll see if you're worth talking <laughs> to. It's like, you got like five listeners, not one of them. Like, right? yeah, I mean, how, how many conspiracy theories do you have? Exactly. How many weird sex stories do you have? <laughs> how many jobs have you been fired from? And then we can talk. Yeah. <laughs> if the answer to all those isn't at least 10, then you shouldn't be here. <laughs> All right, well, hey, that's it for us. Uh, We're out, man. All right, late to work.